I wanted to tell all of you that during the summer months, these children and I talked about the Bible heroes. Most of them were the familiar ones like David and Goliath and Jonah and the whale, that sort of thing. And the problem was that there were so many of them and they began to come so fast, like a new one every week, that some of the younger kids got them all mixed up. Like, was it David that was swallowed by a whale? Let me see. No, that's not right. Did Joshua bring down the walls? Or was he the one that was in the lion's den? Which one was that? And something came to our rescue because, thankfully, there are songs to sing about most of these heroes. And I want to ask you to sing one of them with me today. And, Bennett, since you've already performed. Bennett and Margaret were at first service. Dean, could I ask you to play? You're just going to play beats so that I can hear you. And Ryan, you're going to get to play beats. And how about Bronwyn? Play beats. Okay, let me hear you. Ready? Go. Beat, 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 beat. And the rest can sing. Who built the ark? Noah, Noah, who built the ark? Brother Noah built the ark. Who built the ark? Noah, Noah, who built the ark? Brother Noah built the ark. Stop. We don't do wimpy singing at this church. I'm so proud of you. Now, toward the end, I began to test them and to see if they could actually keep all this straight. So I played a trick on them by switching the name out on the song to see if they would even notice. So let's try it with a new name. Ready? Beats. Go. Who built the ark? Daniel, Daniel, who built the ark? Brother Daniel built the ark. No, he's not the one. He didn't build it. He's not the one. Brother Noah built the ark. Again. Who built the ark? Joshua, Joshua, who built the ark? Brother Joshua built the ark. No, he's not the one. He didn't build it. He's not the one. Brother Noah built the one more. Who built the ark? Jonah, Jonah, who built the ark? Brother Jonah built the ark. No, he's not the one. He didn't build it. Who built the ark? Brother Noah built the ark. How about a tremolo? Got it. So now, have we got it all straight? So guys, who built the ark? Yes, he did. And who fought the giant? David. (laughs) And Ryan, who made the walls of Jericho come tumbling down? Joshua. And who was swallowed by a whale? And who was the dressmaker of Joppa? (laughs) Crickets. I got crickets up here. (laughs) I thought you'd remember. I always dreaded the Sunday when the story was about Dorcas. (laughs) Because there ain't no songs about Dorcas. (laughs) But she was a dressmaker of Joppa. Now, I want you to look out in this congregation and tell me if you see any Bible heroes. You see any? Oh, you're so quiet. Are you looking for men with long beards and wearing dresses, that kind of Bible hero? 
Well, I don't see any of those either, but let's see if we could find some godly heroes. Ah, now that's looking a little better. I'm seeing a bunch. Are you? For example, I want you to look at Mr. Mike Self up here. He's going to be our preacher today, and that's a very big deal. If I opened my Bible, can I read a story about Mike Self? Well, not exactly. But did you know that Mr. Mike loves and cares for his family? And every time we open the doors of the church, Mr. Mike is here. And he serves and he welcomes us. So in my book, that makes Mike Self a godly hero. And he loves us. And then look who's sitting on the front row hiding from us. Pastor Clay is sitting right there. If I opened my Bible, could I read a story about Clay Womack? Oh, that's pretty unanimous. <laughs> well, no, not exactly. But did you know that Clay studies his Bible and he knows what's in there? And he also knows the name of every person that attends this church and what their needs are. And he prays for us. And my book, that makes Clay Womack a godly hero. Now, I could keep going naming names and telling stories because I've lived with these godly heroes a long, long time. But I don't think the children's sermon is supposed to be two hours long, is it, Casey? No. So I'm just going to cut to the chase and go to the close of this, and I'm wanting to give you two things to remember today, two important things. Got your pencil and paper? No. Number one is that this church is filled with godly heroes. You see them every time you're here. And they are willing and able to give you their wisdom and their love and a hug and help you in any way that you need. And the second thing I want you to remember today, and this is the best good news I can give you, you are on your way to becoming a godly hero yourself. Is that a great thought? Just by being who you are and where you are, you are a child of God, and you're living in the kingdom of God. Can I have an amen? That was pretty wimpy. Could I have an amen? There you go. Grab a hand and let's pray together. Dear God, thank you for Bible heroes. And thank you for godly heroes. And help us learn the lessons that we need to learn. Amen. Have a good week. Good to see you. Good morning. Unlike, um, unlike so many of the pastors, I don't have the memory to memorize everything, so I have my workstation set up here. I said this at the early service, and I think it really bears repeating. And we were talking about in our Sunday school class this morning that at least as long as I've been here, I don't ever remember Betsy Henderson doing the children's time. And I think it was long overdue. Miss Betsy, you are a Bible hero, and you are a blessing.
So, question. How many times in the day or in the week do you have to just be still? Just be still. Just be quiet. No laundry to do. No errands to run. No emails to answer. You can probably name on one hand how many times a week that happens, if any. So here's what I want you to do. Close your eyes. Think about where you're at. Feel the presence of God. Think about whose you are. Think about who loves you. Breathe in and out. Open your eyes. Unfortunately, that may be the only time of peace you have today. The world that we live in is moving at breakneck, scary speeds. In, the, in 1987, there was a movie came out by Mel Brooks, and he called it Ludicrous Speed. It's almost scary, though, how quickly things go these days. How scary things can be sometimes. And so we have a passage out of our Bible that we'll get to in just a minute about God being with us. We have deadlines, don't we? Sometimes we have deadlines for deadlines. You have this done by 11, you need this done by 11, so you have to start on it by 9 just to get it accomplished. We can't get behind, can we? We have too much to do. Even very simple things that shouldn't be stressful, like trips to the grocery store. You think, that shouldn't be hard. When I go to the grocery store, I like to do something called the grab-and-go. Anyone familiar with that term, the grab-and-go? So the grab-and-go, I'll demonstrate. The grab-and-go, you're walking through with your cart, and you're just grabbing things as quickly as you can, attempting not to stop, not to look at anything, not to make eye contact, just to get your things done. Because the Cowboys play at 3.30. NCIS comes on at 7. We can't miss that. So we've got to get this stuff done. So I'm doing the grab and go. I get the bread and I put the eggs in the cart. And then I look over and I see Dolly. And she's got a can in her hand and she's reading a label. Hey, sodium pentothal. What is that? And we wait. So our scripture this morning is out of Mark chapter 4. Oh, by the way, I may need a place to stay tonight after that last comment. I may, Dolly's sitting over there. So I may need to get... So if you have a place for me, get with me after church, please. So, scripture comes out of the book of Mark chapter 4. We're going to start reading at verse 35. Follow along on the screens or in your Bible. But listen for this word from God. On that day when evening had come, he said to them, Let us go across to the other side. And leaving the crowd behind, they took him with them in the boat, just as he was. Other boats were with him. A great windstorm arose, and the the waves beat into the boat, so that the boat was already being swamped. But he was in the stern, asleep on a cushion. And they woke up and said to him, Teacher, do you not care that we are perishing? He woke up and rebuked the wind and said to the sea, 
peace. Be still. Then the wind ceased and there was dead calm. He said to them, Why are you afraid? Have you still have no faith? And they were filled with great awe and said to one another, Who then is this that even the wind and the sea obey? This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Amen. Would you join me in prayer? Awesome, gracious, and holy God, we give you thanks for this Sunday. We give you thanks for our church. We give you thanks for blessings, great and small. And now, as it says in the Psalms, may the words of my mouth and the meditations of our heart be acceptable unto you, O God, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. So in children's choir, we like to teach songs for fun sometimes. Your joy too, but mainly children's choir. And children's choir, they do a lot of work. Songs for worship, songs for musicals. But every once in a while, we'll teach a song just for fun. And there's a song that we teach sometimes called, appropriately enough, Jesus in the Boat. Now, it starts out kind of like in Mark. It's calm enough when it starts. And there's some simple hand motions. And it goes kind of like this. With Jesus in the boat, you can smile in the storm. Smile in the storm. Smile in the storm. With Jesus in the boat, you can smile in the storm. When you're sailing home. Apparently, we haven't taught that one in a while because Ryan's going... I don't know that one. Now, just like our scripture, it changes and it gets faster. And it speeds up to something like, with Jesus in the boat, you can smile in the storm. Smile in the storm. Smile in the storm. With Jesus in the boat, you can smile in the storm when you're sailing home. And you have to do the hand motions the whole time. Now, I'm not even going to try to do it that fast because that wouldn't be pretty. And then we do something that Betsy Henderson loves to do. We will take the words out and just do the motions. So we go something like... You do that until your hands get something like this. But it tells the story that we're talking about today. It tells of Jesus. He's in a boat. And he's preaching off the Sea of Galilee. And the day's ended. And Jesus has decided he wants to leave. He's ready to go. So he says, let's go to the other side. Now, I've never seen the Sea of Galilee. But I'm thinking, it's got to be a pretty good size amount of water. And when you're out in that amount of water, you have nothing but faith. Because you can't see anything for miles around. So, they're out in the middle of this boat, and most of Jesus' disciples had been fishermen. Now, as fishermen, if they had seen back in the distance, I think a storm's coming. Or, hey, I can feel a storm moving in. They probably would have said, you know, I think we need to wait. But the fact that they didn't, and they even had other boats with them, leads me to believe that they didn't think a whole lot was going to happen. It was going to be uneventful. 
So then they're out in the middle of the ocean, and this furious squall, as I've seen it in Scripture, comes up on the boat. And the waves are high, and the, the, the winds are roaring, and there's probably thunder and lightning and everything else. And the, it's so bad, the wa- boat starts filling up with water. And they wake him up, teacher, teacher, don't you care we're going to drown? I kind of picture Jesus getting up, giving a little bit of a stretch, you know, maybe wiping the sleep out of his eyes a little bit, walking out and saying, peace, be still. The waves calm, the winds die down. He looks at his disciples and he goes, why are you so afraid? Do you still not have faith? That's a very, very interesting question that Jesus asked. Because how many things have they seen Jesus do? Do you still have no faith? A lot of us have storms in our lives that will pop up very suddenly. Things we're not expecting. It may be something like you're at the doctor's office. And so, I'm sorry to tell you this, but you have a serious illness. It may be, hey, I'm sorry, your job's being terminated, we're going to have to let you go. That's a sudden storm. There's been a wreck. There's been an accident at work. Those are all sudden storms. Sometimes we panic when we hear this news and we're thinking, oh my Lord, how am I ever going to get through this stuff? Who's going to help me? How am I ever going to make it through? And I, you know, God's probably watching us. And I'm sure that God feels for us as He watches, watches us sweating. As He watches us worry. But never once did God say, figure it out on your own. God never said, take a chill pill. God never said... I forgot what I was saying. God never said... Um, It's going to be okay. God did tell us that He will be with us through our storms. God is there to calm us and to guide us and to lead us through the storms in our life. Sometimes you find people who have that calm. Nothing bothers them. These people will, no matter what happens, whether the storm is raging or whether the storm is calm, They're calm. In Scripture, it's called the peace that passes all understanding. They have no fear because they know that God is with them. Paul said in Philippians 4, 11-13, that he had figured out the secret of riding out storms. Paul said that no matter what, we can make it through because he said, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Now, you know, obviously, Jesus saving his disciples, it was a big time display of his power. But when Jesus was awakened, he didn't jump up and panic. Jesus didn't go, oh, my Lord, what's going to happen? What am I going to do? I've got people on this boat. I've got other boats out here. What am I going to do? He was in the same boat with everybody else. Pun intended. And he just stood up calmly. He 
He said, peace, be still. And again, he looked at his disciples and asked them why they have no faith. How's our faith? How's your faith this morning? When the storms blow, when they come in, the rains pound you, the wind blows, the lightning is hitting your house. How's your faith? I honestly believe that we as a people, we as a church, have a great amount of faith. But all it takes is that one thing to happen. And the walls start crumbling in our faith. And everything starts falling apart. Everything crumbles to the ground. That's where the doubt and the worry start to settle in. And that's the way life is, isn't it? We can be just fine one moment. We can be sitting outside in the sun and it's glorious and it's great and the weather's good and then all of a sudden a storm moves in and we're in the middle of it. The storm of our life. Jesus tells us that these storms are going to come. They're going to happen. He warned us of this and it says in John chapter 16 verse 33, I have told you these things so that in me you may have peace. In this world you will have trouble, but do not fear. Take this to heart. I have overcome the world. How cool is that? We can go into tomorrow knowing Jesus has got it all figured out. We don't have to figure it out on our own because God is already there. God has laid out a roadmap for our life and He knows exactly what's going to happen. He knows the bad times. He knows the good times. All we got to do is just live it out. God never said that we'd have hard times. He never said we wouldn't have hard times. I'm sorry, that we wouldn't have storms in our life. But God's promised to walk with us through those storms, to lead us out of the hard times, to never leave it. How many of you have ever created your own storm? (laughs) Sometimes we create our own storms. We get ourselves into trouble, and then we just have to live it out. We have to figure out how to get out of that trouble. Prime example is Jonah. God said go. Jonah said no. Another example is the Garden of Eden. God created this wonderful, beautiful place for Adam and Eve to live. And he said, you can eat anything you want except for this tree right here. You're like, well, that tree looks pretty good right there. I think I might have to give me something off that. No. He said, don't eat from that tree. We know what happened there. Again, God has promised never to leave us, to walk with us, to guide us through our storms. A couple years ago, I was doing some training for a job. And this was something that I had never done before. I was unsure about what I was going to training for, what I was going to be doing. I was really, really, really stressed out to the point where I wasn't sleeping at night. I wasn't eating very well. I couldn't concentrate. I started this training. It was probably the week before Thanksgiving two years ago. And it ended the week after Easter which that year was the second week in April. So almost six months, five months, six months, I was in training. I would leave out on Sunday evening, 
drive to Austin, with people I didn't know, by the way, in the car. Drive to Austin, go to training all week, come back Friday night, get home about 10, spend Saturday with my family, Sunday night I'd go back. And this happened on and on and on. I was missing church a lot. I had to take a sabbatical from children's choir that year because I was gone so much. I couldn't be counted on. I wasn't here on Wednesday nights. And so I'm really stressing myself out. What made it worse was I had two teenagers at home. And Dolly was fending both of them off. And I would call her and I'd tell her, I'm so worried about you. You're home alone. She goes, we're fine. Don't worry about it. You do what you have to do. But that didn't make it any easier for me. It didn't make me worry any less. It didn't keep me from stressing myself out. One Sunday morning, I was actually in church that morning. And I think it was the service of the Greens is what it was called. And Pure Joy was up here, and we had some members of the chancel choir who were here that morning. And I was really stressed that morning. Because we were about five, six weeks into my training. I was unsure about all of this. And I was just worried. And the time came in the morning where Pastor Clay comes up and he says, offer the peace of Christ to each other. So I'm standing there and I'm shaking youth's hands and other adults' hands. And I'm going through the motions. I'm doing it, you know, but I'm not really giving or really receiving anything back. Then here comes Charlie Glidden. And Charlie walks over to me, puts out that giant hand of his and says... May the peace of Christ be with you. I shook his hand. All of a sudden, I had this warmth hit me from the top of my head. It flowed through my body and it came out the bottom of my feet. It's the honest truth. I've never felt anything like that before. And it was God telling me, slow down. Be still. I've got you. You're my child. This is going to be okay. No matter what you're going through, I'm there for you. I've got you. And I'm standing there and I'm thinking, wow, what just happened? It really did change my life, guys. Nowadays, when I get stressed out, which isn't as much anymore, it doesn't last very long. Because I know that God is with me. God's not going to leave me. Pure Joy sang it this morning. Who am I? that the voice that calmed the sea would call out through the rain and calm the storm in me. That's what God did for me that Sunday morning in December two years ago through His servants. My life was changed. I'll never be the same. I don't know what your storm is this morning. I don't know what storms are rumbling in your life. I don't know if you have rain or if you have thunder, or if you have high wind, or if you're getting all of it. I do know who can calm it. If it's a storm of suffering, God can ease your pain. If it's a storm of sorrow, God will comfort your soul. Do you need to hear Jesus say, peace, be still? In your life? In your situation? If you do, bring it to Him. Watch Him do His work. He is an awesome, a mighty, a powerful God.
And no matter what you have going on, there's nothing too big for God and none of it's a surprise. God the sustainer, our strength and our shield, our hiding place, our hope. Like a parent of a small child, when you're afraid, his arms are wide open waiting for you. Listen for his voice. He's calling out to you today. All you have to do is be still. Thanks be to God. Amen.